Hey everybody, if you are a writer or an aspiring writer, or if you just love literature, I have a book for you. It's called Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories. It is the long-awaited craft book by Steve Almond, based on three decades of his writing career, a career that has featured at turns depression, failure, anxiety, self-loathing, despair, self-doubt, loss of faith, delusions of grandeur, and the occasional triumph. It's a book about the writing life. Steve Almond has done it. He has embraced it, the full catastrophe, and he has lived to tell about it. The Boston Globe says, quote, this isn't just a book about writing. It's a book about honesty. And Richard Russo calls it, quote, one of the best books on writing I've ever read. It's also the funniest by a country mile. Once again, it's called Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories by Steve Almond, available from Zando. Go get your copy right now, wherever you buy books. Hey, you guys, this is Brad Listy. If you're hearing this, then hopefully you are a premium subscriber to the podcast. If so, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. It really does help the cause. It helps me keep this podcast going. So uh, let's get right to it, shall we? Here we go. You are not alone. You have found other people. You and I have a friend in common. Every stupid thing that a writer could do, I've done. I think it's really beautiful. Jesus, what a struggle, you know? It was incredible. You know, it was like your head exploded seeing what was really there. And now here's your host, Brad Listy. Just one person at just one time. Right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this right here is some premium other people bonus content. Welcome. Uh, as you may know, the other night, I believe it was Wednesday, February 13th, 2013, I received a late night phone call from Megan Boyle, Mira Gonzalez, and a gentleman named Sam. They were in New York City in Tao Lin's apartment. Uh, Megan had been subletting the apartment while Tao was out of the country in Taiwan. They were feeling festive. They gave me a call. We then started Skyping. Uh, it was a video chat, but I recorded the audio, and this right here is the result. I'm going to spill your wine again, Sam. No. <laughs> Hi, Brad. Hi, Megan. How are you? I'm very good. Hi, Brad. Very good. So wait, uh, New York City, and you're in Tao Lin's apartment? Yeah, yeah, we're in Talon's yeah. apartment in New York City. Wait, Brad, can you see yourself right now? Yeah, I can see myself. How do you can see you, yourself? Wait, can you move your head up? <laughs> do you want me to? A little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more. Right here. Well, I got to be near my microphone. Hang on. A no, second. no, I don't. Yeah, I, don't no, I just want to. I just want to see your face for a second. Okay. Just like. You... Yeah, I see you. Mm-hmm. Brad, real talk. That's me. There he is. You're very handsome. Yeah, you are very handsome, Brad. Very handsome, you think man. so? Yeah. yeah. Thanks, you guys. You guys are handsome uh, too. <laughs> I can't see you though. You look like um Don't Daniel Daniel Craig. Do yeah, I? Daniel, with a, like a little a little twist of something a little, else. A little cleaner. A little lemon twist. <laughs> a little lemon twist lime. <laughs> yeah. I look like James Bond with a lemon twist. Wait, wait you're like married, right? Yeah, He's yeah. Married. That's Here's... so disappointing. Because <laughs> <laughs> then Sam can't hear us. Yeah, Sam I wants be, to date yeah. you. I think so. Sam, I take, I, Sam, I take it you're not married. No. 
That's good too, though. You know, it's good to be like un- unattached and free and moving around New York City. That's got to be good. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm happy. He's attached to Mira. They're attached. <laughs> Wait, Mira, are you and Sam hooking up? No. Uh, um, no, never. No. Yes. Oh, am I not? Or I thought you guys were. I've never hooked up with him in my life. We're virgins. Yeah, this is my brother. Yeah, we're also siblings. Yeah, we're all virgins. Yeah, we're all virgins and siblings. You're all virgins. Is everyone heterosexual? Are you guys all like you guys are all looking for the opposite sex, right? Debatably. Debatably. I'm not really looking for anything, but I'm. Were I to be looking for something, I would be looking for anything. I think we've all had sex with people. Men and women, both sexes. Yeah, men and women. I mostly men, but yeah, mostly mostly men, but women are okay too occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Brad lists. Okay, yeah, he's he wants to date you. <laughs> I just feel like a month. Just I, give it a shot. I can't. I can't. I can't see you guys. I can't see you guys. Why can't I see you on the video? What's not? Do you guys not have a webcam? <laughs> you can't see. No, I. Can't. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. 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 We're doing really cool. Why can't you see us? I can't see you. you see. I just touched Megan's tongue with my tongue. How do we? Yeah. We just Wait, did like you, a, a hot leaf transfer. Yeah, how do you see us? Make us see us. Whoa, I want... <laughs> wait, um, crap. Hang on a second. I think it's going to... My video is turned off. No, my video is turned on. Why is it... Brad, I'm going to call you back really quick. Hold on. Okay. okay. Are you recording this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just like... The, I think the audio, yeah. I'm trying to get the... Uh, Oh, just the audio? I think so. I don't, I've never recorded a video, so I don't know if it's recording a video. Maybe both. That would be really cool. Yeah. Like... Sweet. Wait, did Mira just fall? No, it was more of a collapse. Huh? It was a small collapse. Look at you lovebirds over there. <laughs> they are. They're two little lovebirds. Really? There's lots of spooning happening. Uh, just each of you start... This is a, a test of your love. You have to do lift ten pound weights. Okay. Can you drop it on my face? Kill me. Brad, your tweet was funny about like the Zen master, and then you saw the guy jogging in jeans, and you were like dot dot dot. <laughs> That's true too. I was like just walking down, and I was I was listening. I'm actually interviewing a, a guy on Friday who uh, wrote this book with Jeff Bridges. Do you know the? Oh, did you hear I about like that? Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, he wrote – it's like this 75-year-old like Zen master who Jeff Bridges is friends with and they wrote a book together. And so I'm prepping for this interview and so I'm listening to an interview that the guy already did. And it was like super inspiring and interesting and I'm walking in the sunshine and it's the morning in Los Angeles. And then suddenly I look and there's a guy like jogging in blue jeans and it was just like <laughs> – Were they dark blue jeans? Were they tight? They were, were they like um, jeans? Wash, they were acid washed. Yeah, there was like a there was an acid wash happening. I think I pictured them as like mom jeans. <laughs> they kind of were. They were a little bit high waisted, like high waisted and ill fitting and acid washed. Damn. Yeah, that's was, really good. Yeah, it was insane. I, I'm always I'm always fascinated when people exercise in blue jeans. You know. I don't think I've ever done that. No. I only started wearing like blue jeans in like oh, I think boy. fifth grade. Really? What did you wear before that? Just like like stretch pants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we have. My daughter wears stretch pants right now, so I guess that's right. But they have like uh, they have. I guess they're called jeggings. Do you know jeggings? I do. I have some jeggings yeah. myself. We wear. She wears a lot of jeggings, but like no actual blue jeans. So I guess that makes sense. She'll like 
the day will come where she will want them. <laughs> and we will have to get them. The truth is that, and let me, tell, let me ask you if this is what you think. The truth is that blue jeans, they can be comfortable, but they're not the most comfortable pants. Definitely not, no. Yeah, like some nice like pleated khakis. They're more comfortable, even though they might not look as good. Like, I feel like that's the advantage of being a girl because, like, tights really are, like, and a dress, like, tights are, like, nothing. Yeah, like, I love, it's like wearing nothing at all. It's like pajamas, but, like, more comfortable because there's not even a waist. Yeah. You guys guys get to wear tights. Guys can't wear tights. I mean, I I guess, I mean, I guess we could, but we don't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would look very strange in tights. I don't have the body for it. I feel like guys just should not wear tights and do that thing. I'm all about like equality about the sexes, but like, like something should not, some line should not be crossed. Go do 50 pushups right now. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Sam is doing pushups behind you. I think so too. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. <laughs> oh, you are. Okay, so the whole night is going to be spent in this apartment. Yeah, most of the night, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Can we can we call you back? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how late you guys are going to be calling. How late? It's like 12.07 there. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's about 12.07. I don't know. I mean, you know, we'll see. I mean, how long are you guys going to be when you go out? Um, I maybe have a, like an hour at the most. I have a, you can try me. You can try me. I might be up, but I have a feeling I, I am, uh, projecting or what's the word I'm, that I'm looking for. I'm guessing that you guys might get sidetracked once you leave. I could see things happening. No, you- I think we're like going to be like one track. Cause like the outside world is like not as fun as here. Yeah. You guys like the womb of the apartment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wish I liked smoking weed, but I can't do it. I think I'm, like, too self-conscious, you know? Like, whenever I smoke weed, I just get paranoid. Well, but this is the thing, though. This is the thing, is that, like, I think not only circumstance, like, what your environment is, which you guys are talking about. Like, you guys are in that apartment, and that's a good environment, and it makes it fun. So environment matters, and then I think who you're with matters, and... Um, and then I think dosage matters. But for me, but for me, if it's like any social situation, I just can't deal with it. You know? Yeah. Like I feel like I have like social anxiety to the point where I can't be around people if I'm smoking weed at yeah. all. Yeah. I only can. Like, I really like, like it when I'm by myself. You know? I have to be alone like, in bed, naked under blankets, or I can't. But I mean, like, I like I wish I wish I was like you. I wish I was, I wish I was somebody who likes smoking weed. If I were if I could develop a weed habit where I just did it by myself at night, that sounds totally appealing. Yeah. I can't. I can't smoke weed with my friends, you know? That's like a yeah, nightmare. Yeah, no, it's a fucking I feel ali- I feel alienated and horrible, it's you know? Really, I feel really self-conscious. Yeah. I yeah. Did, like, for a while I felt that, but then, like, I waited two years, and then all of a sudden, like, I stopped caring about what people thought. Well, yeah, that's I what they say. They say there's there's like, a plateau you reach when I you smoke enough weed. I high school, and then I stopped, and now yeah. I'm not there anymore. I yeah, think- I like I don't- I'm telling uh-huh. you, it's it's about, this is the thing, is that, like, I think it's about dosage. Like, I think if you get the dosage right, and if you're with the right people, it's great. But if you get too stoned, and then you, like, lose the ability to verbalize, then what happens is either you can't verbalize or articulate what's happening in your brain, or, uh, which makes it even worse and which makes it sort of comical, is that, like, I will sometimes try to, if I'm in that situation, articulate what's in my brain, and I'll fail, and then what I'll do is I will add a further layer of inarticulate bullshit on top of it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. And so it becomes like it becomes like this like snowball effect where you're trying to like articulate what you just fucked up 
two seconds ago, and then the person who's listening to you is trying to respond to it, and they can't articulate, and so it becomes yeah. this like yeah. communication breakdown. That, that's that's every time I've ever smoked weed has been like that. That exactly. So you know? I, so this if it's is, dosage, like I don't know what dosage like I don't know how I much weed I'm only, supposed to smoke. Though, the only you know? dosage that's okay like, with me is if I smoke enough where like I literally have no idea what's going on and can't say actual words and I'm completely alone. But I can't do that. I can't. Yeah. Do that. Well, it's kind of a nightmare, but then at least you can just fall asleep. Like maybe if I smoke like one, if I just like take one hit of a joint, maybe I'm okay. Oh but no! That's right. Skype before I download yeah. this thing. Oh no! Okay. I, have to, I have to end the call for like 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 thirty seconds. For thirty seconds. But I'll call you back. Okay. Yeah, very soon. Bye 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 bye. <laughs> He's still there. <laughs> I know it's still running. I'm trying to close it off. Wait, crap. No, mine. I have one. Oh my god, Skype, oh, go sorry. away. I'm not. Go. You're stuck with me. I know. Maybe. Wait. <laughs> Fuck you, Brad. <laughs> 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 fucking shit. I'm like, oh, where is this? Hey, everybody. If you are a writer or an aspiring writer, or if you just love literature, I have a book for you. It's called Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories. It is the long-awaited craft book by Steve Almond, based on three decades of his writing career a career that has featured at turns depression, failure, anxiety, self-loathing, despair, self-doubt, loss of faith, delusions of grandeur, and the occasional triumph. It's a book about the writing life. Steve Almond has done it. He has embraced it, the full catastrophe, and he has lived to tell about it. The Boston Globe says, quote, this isn't just a book about writing. It's a book about honesty. And Richard Russo calls it, quote, one of the best books on writing I've ever read. It's also the funniest by a country mile. Once again, it's called Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories by Steve Almond, available from Zando. Go get your copy right now, wherever you buy books. Oh, Brad, wait. You have the um, Twitter about your dog. What's this, Walter? Walter, I, I am, I'm ambivalent about it. I don't know if I can continue. It's, it feels like a, more work than I can handle. But I, 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 I was, I was reading it the other day, and it was really funny. It is. I really enjoyed it. I think, oh, you guys, five, four, three, two, one. Wait. What were you guys all like in preschool? Do you remember? I was like quiet. I think I had a lot of friends, like male friends, and we would like, like sword fight each other a lot. That's yeah. what I did with your school. penises. <laughs> yeah, I have like two really close friends, brothers. Um, they would do this thing. You remember like Crossfire? You got it's like a commercial. <laughs> yeah. For this game, they would like each of them would stand in front of the toilet and pee. Like in each, they would try to like cross their pee streams. They'd be like, cross fire. <laughs> I remember trying to pee standing up a couple of times because I grew up with brothers and they would always do that. And I was like, I'm going to pee standing up too. Yeah, no, I used to make my, I used to make my sister, my little sister do that because I, like, I think I wanted a little brother for like, a, you know, a period of my youth. And I was like, you got to stand you, up. That's what you thought I would make it a brother. <laughs> because I was always trying to pee standing up because I grew up around so many boys. And he was like, no, you should pee sitting down. I'm going to do it too. <laughs> Damn. I like peed standing up for like probably a full year. Like 
first to second grade. And, like, I would stuff my leggings with, like, a penis because I was <laughs> – I thought it was, like, so much cooler. I was like, why don't I have this? Like, <laughs> like another arm or something. Like, another it's not arm. fair. That's interesting. Gender. I do. I do. I want, I want, I want like a tail. Arms or no arms. Hey, Brad. Yes. How old are you? I am 37 years old. 37? Yeah. You look so young. I know. Yeah, you look yeah, you look young and beautiful. Yeah, young and beautiful. Like, oh shit, your oh, face went away. Like, you you're a like a Brett Easton Ellis and Daniel Craig had a baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the scariest thought I've heard all night. I feel like, I don't know, what did you look like when you were younger? Um, I, yep. everyone told me, I mean, when I was young, I mean, this is a, like a cheap way of putting it, but everyone told me that I looked like Anthony Michael Hall when I was like young. I heard that over and over and over again. Jeez, that's crazy. Huh. That's good. That's like, I mean, he's attractive, but you seem really far away from like, yeah. um, I feel like real talk. James I feel Spader. like, I feel like you're in your prime right now. <laughs> yeah. Like you're like really, you're being so nice. No, I'm not being nice though. <laughs> I'm just like earnestly attracted oh, to you. <laughs> I was thinking this before. Like, I mean, I hadn't even really seen what no, you look like. No, he's told me this before when you. But like, were there. when you were in, inter- like, in the Sam Pink interview and even in the Mira interview, I don't know. You just seem very attractive. I've never even seen you. <laughs> I've never seen you, Brad Listy. I've in, seen him attractive. He's good looking. But I yeah. mean, you know, you guys are overselling it. I, you know. Don't nah, be so don't modest. Be modest. I'm on. a little Skype screen. I'm a little Skype screen, you know, and I'm hiding behind a microphone too. You can't even see me. <laughs> Look at me. The mic is really I big. See, it's I, as big as your head. You I see, see enough. I see enough, Brad. <laughs> all right. Well, listen. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You guys are all. You guys are all uh, quite attractive yourselves, and I'm not just saying uh, that. Stop. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. Oh, no. no way, Jose. <laughs> you guys. Uh, Wait. What if we started cybering right now? I feel is, like it's more than cybering. Or like most or, of I can't here. do that. I can't do – I tried to do phone sex. It does not work for me. I can't do You can't do phone sex? sex? Do you do no. phone sex? No. You ever uh, have phone sex? I maybe had phone sex in high school. Brad, have you ever had phone sex? You know, no. I, I'm not that – my personality, I don't think I could do it. I don't think well, I – I'm the only yeah. person in this room that's into phone sex. I did like I mean, I've had it once. But it, like you yeah. didn't like it? No, I'm just like, oh, yeah, and then you'll put it like – yeah, because that feels good in me. Because I like it. Well, no, it's, oh, but the secret is oh, to like be boy. less to make it less fantastical and more just literal. That's the oh, secret. It's yeah. like I'm masturbating right now. Interesting. Yeah. You know? I did that. That works the, I, a lot better. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So like yeah. you don't Literally even like like put in the like fantasy world of like having. Well, yeah, I feel that like seems so much because I tried that and it didn't work. But like, but then the times it has worked, it's just been more like. I'm literally describing what I'm doing right now yeah. in very unsexy seeming terms. I will yeah. say that like yeah, yeah. But it was when really it happened that it is sexy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It's very immediate. I did that once on video chat in like high school. Like the like masturbating on camera thing. Oof. Yeah. Right. I just like uh Zachary called me one time like as he was like coming from porn. <laughs> <laughs> and that was really good. That was really nice. He was Damn. like, Oh, I wish you were here. I love you. I showed Zachary my boobs that one time. I know really? you did. Yeah. I did. Showed Zachary your boobs? Yeah, I did. It was really bad. He was why? Really, he was really persistent. Well, you know what? I probably would do the same thing. He was extremely. He's very... That was the night he was like really promiscuous on the internet. Like he was like he wouldn't yeah. stop. It was crazy. He was like, oh, and I was like, fine. I showed him for like one second, and then yeah, you like woke up, and I was like, this is really awkward and weird. I thought he never told me that. Was 
Yeah, you're right. You woke up. Did I never tell you that? No. No, it was it was weird as hell. No, you told me some We're other things about, about that situation. Zachary, yeah, well, Zachary there German. Was like three other video chats where you asked me repeatedly, and I didn't do it. And then once I did it, and then wow. Megan was asleep next to him, and then she woke up, and I was like, "This is weird and awkward." Yeah. So, so wait, yeah. where is Zachary? I like I hear his name, but like, where is he? Is he in the mix? Is he around? He is, um, I, he and I have an apartment together that we, <laughs> we, um, we've sort of been together since like November, 2011. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are a couple, you're an item. We're kind of an item, although like we kind of broke up in August and then started hanging out again. Like, and so just, we lived in Philadelphia. And now you're just having like regular like phone sex. Is that what's happening? Well, yeah, for a while, like it was really nice, regular phone sex. And like, I kind of, I started living there again in our apartment and I really like our apartment and I miss my cat. So, um, not the shit cat though. Not the shit cat. The shit cat went away. Um, so we've been kind of like trying to make it work, like be civil, live together until the lease is over in, in, uh, in, in April. But I don't know. I think we're both like jerks. So it's not going to work. Me, needy? Mm-hmm. I think I just need the guy to, like, just like a lot of stuff I do and, like, not want me to change a lot. And, like, that seems perfectly that reasonable. Like, that doesn't sound like neediness. That just sounds like regular relationships. Yeah, it sounds like you want oh. someone to accept you. That seems totally normal. Sometimes relationships that are unhealthy are the most fun. Yeah, that's yeah, true. They're interesting. I think all relationships. I think all relationships pass a certain. I mean, there's all relationships. At some point, if you stay in them long enough, have periods of unhealthiness. I think it's inevitable, and then you just sort of like, you either separate or you plow through them, and then you become stronger. Right? I don't know. Yeah. I'm yeah. Well, what about interesting? What about me? What about in your relationship? Yeah. What's your wife? Yeah, like well, what? That? What was like the big bump in that relationship? Oh, I mean, you know what it is? Like I was listening to uh I was listening to this interview with Jeff Bridges. I was talking about this earlier about how I was prepping for this interview that I have for the podcast and this Zen book and Jeff Bridges was talking about his marriage and how he and his wife I forget how he put it, but it was like some great way. It was like we have our sacred battle or whatever. And it's basically the same fight that they've been having for their entire marriage. And they've been married for like thirty or forty years or something, you know, and I think well, that's I think that's what it is with the long term relationship is what you realize is that you start it's, to, it's the same fucking fight and you just keep having it in periods and then like some sort somehow like the love what did he say he I think he actually said verbatim the love bubbles out of that and I think that's true you go through that and then at the end of it as long as you make sure that you know things don't get too out of hand um, you come back around and then you're somehow stronger that's what I think I think yeah wise <laughs> words. Yeah, yeah, well, but, but like you never some feel good advice, this guy. <laughs> I agree, but like the thing, I'm looking for that, but like it always stops up for me. Like that, like um, I'll just think maybe just someone will be better, and I'll have no problems with them, which is maybe irrational, but I don't know. Yeah, like you can't find. You're not going to find like the quote unquote perfect person. I think like and uh, you know some people do like in the Notebook. But no, <laughs> I think I think. Uh, I think what happens, I think what happens, and you know, there's different variations on this theme, but I think if someone gets into like a marriage and it lasts or, or any kind of long-term relationship and it lasts, I think what ultimately happens is that you finally meet somebody 
who you just like a whole hell of a lot. You really like them and you just, there's no getting rid of them. Do you know what I'm saying? It's hard to explain, but that's sort of how I felt. It was like, Oh, I just like her so much. I'm stuck. It's uh, I'm stuck. You know, that was how I felt. And, and, well, and thing is I don't compare. It's I, like, geez, even good things. Just like if someone's stuck there, it's like, I don't know, like nothing's ever going to be like full because the other person is always stuck there. I just mean, and I mean stuck in a good way. Like, I mean, in the best possible way. It was just like, yeah, oh. like they're in your head for permanently. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, she's too good. Damn. I'm like in like, then you're like in this like spider web or something, but it's like a good spider web. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it'll happen. I mean, I think it'll happen. If you want it to happen, I think it'll happen. If if you're looking for it, I think if you're looking for it, I think you will usually find it. Hopefully, and you shall find. Yeah, and and you have to be patient. I mean, I'm no expert. What the fuck am I talking about? I'm doing the best I can, but I think like, um, not that you asked, but I think because I think about this because I want things to go well and I want to be happy. I think that things tend to go well when you approach a relationship from the perspective of what can I give as opposed to what can I get. And as long as you're approaching it from that perspective and both of you are doing that, things will be good as long as you're doing that most of the time. And if but not, aren't you always thinking about what you're going to get to? Like, like excited. Yeah, yeah. but it's got to be like, I mean, it's about primary orientation. Like if your primary orientation is like, how is she doing? What can I do to... Um, be better for her or, you know, vice versa. I think if you're both like looking at one another from a, what can I give perspective, it'll go well. And if, if you're both looking at it, like what are my needs and I'm not getting what I need, then it's going to be difficult. Does that I make feel sense? Like, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. A lot. In previous relationships that you've had, have you ever cheated on anybody? No, I didn't <gasps> have, I didn't have a ton of uh, previous relationships. I mean, I had a couple of girlfriends, but like, I was like sort of awkward and like had a hard time dating. I was not a guy who went out on lots of dates. I would get like, you know, I would go out and like have drinks and like get up enough courage to like go talk to a girl and, you know, but I was like shy in some weird way and like uh, awkward and like had a hard time dating. And then I was always like terrified I was going to get some girl pregnant that like I wasn't really <laughs> Like that's that w- surprising though. You don't you don't seem like that kind of person. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, you like, seem like you you seem like you're impotent and couldn't possibly procreate. <laughs> you know, it was like just like these one night yeah. things. I mean, it was it was fun when it happened, but, um, but like your head's not attached to your body, and you wake up and you want to go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. You're just so like, like immediately afterwards, you want to go somewhere else. You're just like, yeah, who who are you? And I think that's like part of like it's part of it, you know. And I don't know. It's I don't look back on it with any regrets. It was it was what I you know. It's part of being human being. Whatever. Yeah, I feel like I don't regret anyone that I've had sex with. Even like the really really bad, like even like the forty five year old. I don't regret that. I don't either. Yeah. Even like yeah. stuff that's messed up my life. Yeah. It's even just stuff like, that seems like really genuinely shitty. I definitely don't regret it. Nobody it's ever good. asked anyone like how many sandwiches have you ever made? Like <laughs> like like ham and cheese sandwiches. I know you're a vegetarian, but how many ham and cheese sandwiches have you? Ever made? Yeah. How many non-vegan things have you eaten in the past week? Yeah. But it all feels like kind of the same thing. No. Yeah. To sex. Sex to me always seems the same. Yeah. Except seems, for, yeah. Like, no matter who it's with, like even if it's bad or good, it always seems the same. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like I can say it's bad or good, and yeah, I like, like and I want to believe that sex is either bad or good. But in, real, in reality, there's like a very small margin of like quality difference. Or, yeah. I, know, I guess you, you know can always mean. classify it as like sex. Like if I'm playing football, I'm always playing football. Like, if I'm having sex, I'm always having sex. Like, 
I don't know. So like 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 if my like computer in my mind was like storing it as that, it would be that. But then sometimes I have had sex that's like it feels really beautiful and like something else. And I know it's like really no, cliche yeah, no, to say true. that, yeah. but like no, it no, is true. I feel like I I've only had like, sex like that like three times in my life. Yeah, like you I know? feel like, like I maybe. can like define sex yeah. like this is sex that was like really enjoyable and I liked it more than other sex I've had. But I feel like there's no sex that I can define it. like that was like bad sex really because it's just like sex seems kind of inherently good like in general like if you're having sex that seems good yeah i mean there's just there's worse <laughs> things you could be doing sex <laughs> compared to not having sex sex i mean yeah and that this is the thing though because ladies you can speak to this maybe because I mean, <laughs> as guys guys like when you're a guy you have to like sort of win sex you have to like it's got to be like a victory you have to pursue it <laughs> and achieve stressful. it and Stress? then a woman can basically have sex when she wants to i think right because like it's I feel like, like i'm so aware of that and that's like mostly like i used to like go up to guys at a bar and i'd be like yo i want to have sex tonight can i have sex with you like that was my yeah. method like like it that felt really like, like i i was always aware that like i had the upper hand like i could always like just have like like i could just ask someone yeah. whereas <laughs> and i was thinking like man if i were a guy like i would be miserable because i wouldn't be able to like, girls would hate me if I, like, asked them just straightforward. When I was in L.A., I felt the opposite. Like, nobody wanted to have sex with me at all. And I felt like I could never, ever do that in a million oh, years. Nice. And here I've felt like there's been situations where I've just been like, do you want to have sex right now? And people are like, yes. So, <laughs> but I feel like being times. a guy, it's, like, fun, too. Because it's, like... Yeah. You have to, like, like cover you can... up your, like, straightforward. <laughs> well, no, but, like, I feel like I've everybody I've ever had sex with, I never planned on having sex with. Really? Which is, like fun that does seem fun you know it's like a fun like weird game it's like ever like whenever i try to have sex with somebody it never happens yeah but then like i'll befriend somebody who's female and then i'll have sex with them sometimes i try it seems good (laughs) (laughs) it seems like a lot more yeah it's like nice yeah something there's like no it's like not like a game it's just like a thing so you have wait so wait you have like a platonic relationship essentially like a friend relationship with a girl and then uh somehow it develops like you what you go out and you'll have like drinks and then suddenly you're just having sex is that what i mean yeah i like that though yeah and then what happens in the aftermath is it like oh we're just back to being friends or then is does it complicate things well it depends it yeah like sometimes it's complicated and sometimes it's not i don't know like if you don't really feel compatible with the girl i feel like like, i feel like like right now it's never complicated yeah. I feel like right now I'm like in a place where it's just very easy for me to compartmentalize <laughs> or something. Compartmentalize is such a bad word for it, but yeah. You're just dead you're dead inside. You just you're just detached, just like what No, I'm not dead though. I'm not dead. I still like feel things. You do, but it's just easy. But it's not yeah, yeah it's not a bad thing. Yeah, but no, it's good because it's like not like sex is like a like a separate thing from the rest of my life. It's not like meaningless. It's, it's like not right. like it's like it's fully incorporated in like knowing a person. Like yeah, yeah it's like you can yeah. like having sex with your friend is the same thing as just like having fun with your friend. Yeah, like you can have like a really, like, <laughs> yeah, you have like a bonding night with someone, or you have like a really intense conversation with them, or like you could have sex with them, or you could like do drugs with them, or like it's just like the same like. Yeah. I feel like we're all just a culture of like kids who like grew up on like playing doctor with each other and like watching porn. So now <laughs> yeah. we just want to like have sex as like part of yeah. fun also. Yeah, and sex doesn't feel like a that's thing my that's sociological like, analysis. Yeah. I feel like sex doesn't feel like a thing that's like like bad. 
Yeah. It's not like a thing that's like a bigger deal than other things or like yeah. like worse than other things somehow or like more like morally anything than something somehow. Like I feel like there's a lot of people and I could just like have sex with them and that's fine. It's just yeah. like interacting, like you're hugging someone or you're yeah, yeah, like yeah. doing or like other things cool or, yeah, or like becoming intimate with them in any way or you're having sex with them. If you like want to have sex with them, there's nothing wrong with that. Like the equivalent, I could have like had sex with both you guys tonight and it would have still been the same. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So, okay, so wait, so take me through this because I didn't have this experience. Like did, when you guys are like hanging with a friend – like somebody you're buddies with, and then you like you. Does it usually involve like intoxication? Like you're having a fun night and it's a party, and or does it ever happen when you're like stone sober and it's like, do you want to have sex? It does for me sometimes. Like, yeah, yeah, both. Both. yeah, like it's happened to me a lot where it's like you're friends with someone and then you're like happening to be in a situation where you're alone with them and you're intoxicated and then you have sex and that seems fine. But I feel like it's also happened where like you could be friends with someone and you're completely sober and then you just both realize that you want to have sex in that moment and then you do, and it's fine. Yeah. So yeah. How, okay. So, okay. So let's say you're both sober, because like the the being intoxicated, I can sort of understand. Like somebody just like kisses somebody, or it just like happens. I understand how that like just unfolds out of the experience. But when you're both sober, how do you like? Because this is never this never happened to me when I was like younger. Like, what do you? How does that moment unfold? Do you just like have like a like? Would you like to have sex? Like, does that just happen? Like, would you like to have some casual sex with me, pal? I know- I know that I've been in situations before where I'm like with a person and it seems like they want to have sex and it seems like I want to have sex. And even if we're sober and like maybe someone will say, do you want to have sex right now? And then you just do it like that's have or I've said that before. Like, but I mean, like, 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 let's try to like, I want to, what I'm asking is like to drill down, like no pun intended into <laughs> like the actual mechanics of that moment. Like, do you just say, do you feel like having sex? Like, how do you actually verbalize it? Do you remember? Honestly, you don't, you don't like, verbalize it. Yeah. Verbalizing, it's weird. It no, just happens. I, yeah. I tend to verbalize it. I've verbalized it like, before. I've definitely said, do you want to have sex right now? That's honestly, like, like for but me. Not, but it's after, that's usually after it's already established yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, it's, like, happened before where, like, you get in a conversation with someone and then, like, the conversation ends with, like, I'm sexually attracted to you. And then, like, the next day or whatever, you're like in a situation where you could have sex and then you could say, do you want to have sex? And the person's like, yes. For me, like, it's like the first day, like where it's like, I'm sexually attracted to you. I usually only feel comfortable saying that after like I have been drinking. So like, but then sometimes like we won't do anything or like, maybe I don't even say that, but like, or like we drink and we flirt, but then like the next day, like, like the times that I've been like sober, like stone cold sober, and like had sex with somebody that I don't, that I'm not in a relationship with, it's usually because like it's been sort of established that we're attracted to each other, either yeah. like drinking or, um, I don't know. Sometimes it's been like just like hanging out and we've yeah. been like yeah. I feel like most of the time when I've done that stone cold sober, it's like been established that both people are interested and that the chances of being turned down if you say do you want to have sex right now are very slim. And yeah, so, and you know that, and you know that based on like a conversation that you had when you were like having beers the night before, and like one of you is like you're hot, or you know, or whatever. A conversation, maybe on beers, but maybe just like a silent kind of understanding. Yeah, I don't yeah, I feel like I never yeah. have a conversation where we say things like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just it just happens. Okay, so yeah. it's like a, a look in the eye, just like it's like a it's like a look or a, a smile or. A, or just like an action, just like yeah, I want to. Yeah, on camera. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's good, yeah. 
like because with you we didn't talk about it for a really long time yeah no we talked for like a really long time but it was never like talking like i want to have sex with you talking it was just like like talking and like being friends and like understanding each other yeah. or something but so then that's the best yeah but yeah, then, like, like yeah because you're like i don't know i think of you as like i think about like all a, my closest friends or something yeah it's yeah not different at all yeah no like really yeah. close friends yeah that seems right. like a very pure very pure yeah so wait, have have you guys ever had sex with each other? Has anyone in this room? Have you guys all? You guys never have had sex with each other, or have you? Oh, um, <laughs> Sam, right? Yeah, no? yeah. <laughs> so wait, Mira and Sam, you guys have had sex? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and that's it. Yeah, I haven't had sex with anyone in this room. <laughs> What's your problem, Megan? For God's sake! <laughs> I know. I'm just like a stone cold like I. <laughs> no, I, I, I gotta say, I felt like for the past, like, whatever, you know, seven minutes of this conversation, I felt like you guys are like, I don't know, human beings, and I'm like some sort of like weird alien asking questions. Like, so wait, you talked, and do you know what I'm saying? I feel like. <laughs> I, I feel, like, you're a human too, Brad. I know, I know, but I feel like maybe, like, your experiences, like, I didn't, I, when I was, I don't know, I felt like I was always like on the outside looking in or could not like crack through the communication barrier. I relate to that. Like, I feel like, um, yeah, I've definitely, I've been like that. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Oh, it's been like 50 minutes. Yeah. Oh, Brad. Should I call him? Um, make sure it's still awake? Yeah. Uh, no, let's just go to his place and knock on the door. Well, we have to just go to like the street corner and call him. Okay. <laughs> let's call him now. Say we're really right So wait, now. Okay. so wait, just so like, cause I gotta, I probably have to go to bed. So you guys are going out. That's what's happening right now. Yeah, they're coming yeah. back. You should be here, though. You just stay up. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back. I'm yeah. enjoying this conversation. Yeah, we'll be back in like 45 minutes. Um, okay, well, I will try. If, I, if I'm if i here, you know, you can try me. If I'm not, I wish you well. It's been fun talking with you. And, uh, okay. you know, be safe, have fun, and I will be in touch with you soon. Okay, text me if you go to sleep. How about that? that yeah, when good. you're going to bed. Yeah, text me when you're going to bed. Okay. We'll so then we won't that. bug you, but yeah. we will be home soon. Yeah. Okay, guys, have fun. Be safe. It's been really fun talking to you, Brad. Yeah. Yes, yeah, indeed. Like you, Brad. You're good. All right. Bye Brad. Bye. Bye. Bye, Brad. All right, you guys, that's it. There you have it. That is my conversation with Megan Boyle, Mira Gonzalez, and Sam. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. I like it when things like that happen. I like it when uh, friends call me out of the blue late at night. Not always. I mean, not too late. But you know what I'm saying. Sometimes. It's good. This was good. I enjoyed that conversation. I found it uh, enriching and funny and uh, unusually candid. All the good things uh, that you want from a conversation. So anyway, thanks for listening. And uh, thank you once again for subscribing to the premium model. I appreciate that. Uh, What am I going to do now? It's late. I'm going to go to bed. I'm tired. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) 